why why is acne a negative thing? That, that was a scary moment. And you're like, uh. Whenever I get hate, I'm like, oh my god, you're like giving me free engagement. I love it, keep yeah. it coming. Oh my gosh. It's time to get loud. Welcome back to Loud Talk with Lavi, a podcast where we break down the walls of beauty standards one flaw at a time. And today I have such a special guest that I'm so excited for, Daisy, the founder and owner of Banish Skincare. Oh my gosh, Daisy, I'm so excited to have you on the pod and thank you so much for agreeing to come on. I know you're a super busy lady, businesswoman, all of that. So thank you for coming on and um, allowing me to kind of talk to you today. No, thank you. And I love how we're doing this Friday night. Like, yes. straight end to the show. <laughs> exactly. Everyone's like, I'm going to, like, end work early on Friday. But I'm like, no, this is, like, where we get shit done. Yes. <laughs> I feel like that's one thing that, I mean, you can definitely relate on. Just, like, always working 24-7. Yeah. What, what's a weekend? What's an evening? We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on. I want to jump right into this. So, um, obviously, as I kind of mentioned right at the start, you are the creator of Banish Skin Care. Um, do you want to talk at all a little bit about that? Kind of, um, first of all, like where you started with that, how long it's been. I know I know some of this stuff, but for the viewers out there. Yeah, so I'll like kind of just go into why I started it. Um, so I've had acne since I was nine years old. So I was in the third grade. And you know, from the time I was probably nine years old to 22 years old, having acne and trying to solve my skin was probably my biggest priority in my life. Yes. So, you know, when I'm 10 years old, I'm waking up with such anxiety, like, is today going to be a bad cystic pimple day, cystic acne day? Because for me, if I have cystic acne, it would just pop and bleed all over my face. And so I would have to put bandages on and go to school on the school bus with bandages and everything's going to be like, why is she have bandages, like bloody bandages on her face? Um, you know, and then that turned progressively worse, and so did the comments from right. everybody else. Like, of course, you're gross, you're disgusting, just wash your face, it's not that hard. Oh, if her face is that dirty, she must be super dirty everywhere else. I mean, it was just super terrible. Like, That's kids are terrible. really, really mean. And it got to the point where, like, literally for lunch, I just I had nowhere to sit, you know, mm-hmm. like I would literally eat lunch in the bathroom or in the library, just like, okay, God, like, just let's pass 30 minutes like from lunch like let's get it over with because I don't want to like be bullied or have those hateful comments so um you know outside of that it was like I need to solve my skin like this is my number one priority in life Mm -hmm. I need to solve my skin I need it to clear up so that way I can live a somewhat normal life right and so you know I went to so many different dermatologists doctors natural healers tried out literally every product out there and this was back then when doctors or dermatologists would be like, nope, chocolate doesn't cause acne. Nope, uh, greasy food doesn't cause acne. Nope, there's nothing that says that diet is causing your acne. Which, no correlation, yeah. Yeah, now we know, like, <laughs> there's a lot. It's, acne's not just, like, isolated. Yeah. It's a holistic so, thing. That, such a complex system. Yeah, yeah, such a complex system. But it was just like, okay, take these antibiotics. Okay, if that doesn't work, take stronger ones. Uh you know, increase the strength of your benzoyl peroxide, apply more of it on yeah. all this stuff. Um, and, 
yeah, it was just constantly going like from one place to another to another to try to cure my acne up. And it just, it just got progressively worse. Like nothing would make it better. Um, and this was also back then, this was over 15 years ago. So Accutane wasn't really prescribed. Um, there's a lot of accounts of suicide and depression from people taking Accutane. So doctors didn't want to prescribe it because they didn't want to be liable. Now I feel like it's much more common and a lot of people are on Accutane. But yeah, Accutane wasn't really an option for me. Um, so yeah, for such a long time, over 15 years, I feel like I lost a part of my life, right? Because I was just hiding and trying to solve this thing that like I couldn't fix. And isn't that so crazy how, you know, something like acne can literally take over your life? Like, it's all you think about. It literally consumes, like, everything, even just, like, money-wise, time-wise, as you said, like, visiting all these dermatologists, spending your money on so many different products for most of them to not even work, and you just keep hitting, like, a dead-end wall each time, and then it really just starts to take over, like, your whole mental space. It's it's just crazy how much of, like, a domino effect it can create, and it can really start to just take, like, and consume your whole life. No, for sure. And... You know, this was back then, like, there wasn't the acne-positive community, like, people weren't using YouTube and Instagram, like, there wasn't this kind of social media stuff, so I was very isolated. I didn't, you know, see anyone who looked like me or who had skin like me, like, this was when you would uh, look at magazines and stuff like that. Um, Yeah, so there wasn't this community of acne-positive creators like you um, Mm -hmm. who are sharing their stories and stuff, so I felt so alone, and I had no idea, like, what to do. Yeah, no, and I think... I think it's come even just a long way just in the last couple years because even when I started off on YouTube, um, even though social media was kind of up and rising, I didn't even see anyone on YouTube who kind of looked like me either, you know, because I'm sure there were other like acne positivity creators. I know you did YouTube at one point, but I think they were like very kind of far and thin whereas now like you see it a lot more and even people who don't struggle with acne, people are a little more open to sharing just even their like natural skin even if they don't have acne nowadays but when I started on YouTube that was one thing I really noticed I'm like oh my gosh like all these people in the beauty space have perfect skin like I'm over here really really struggling with like cystic and hormonal acne so it's great to see the progression over the last few years of really just creating that community and showing people that they do have a support system even if it is online and we live like all across the world but um, we're still all here to to support each other yeah and I mean even this podcast right your yes. TikTok, your YouTube your podcast it all helps mm-hmm. right and it and what you're doing is so courageous and brave and it's going to inspire other people to want to share their own story too so I love it yes. I love it and I really wish that there was a community like this when I was 12 years old because I really think that you know I would have been different like I would have yes. been just so much more confident and I would have at least had a little bit of my teenage you know years yeah an experience yeah no it it, and at that age it's so hard because that's really you know when kids are mean and having acne does not help with that in any way shape or form so it's definitely um a tough a tough experience and I did want to ask you like what kind of ended up being for you like that solution I know acne super complex so um, I know for me, it's like a balance of all sorts of things. And if one thing kind of goes a little bit wrong, then the whole, like, you know, the whole balance gets um, kind of out of whack. So what's kind of worked for you over the years um, after kind of entering your, like, adult years? Yeah, so um, 
So I had I had acne all that time, and then I actually wanted to become a dermatologist. So that was okay. Like, like what am I gonna do with my life? Well, I was spending 15 years thinking about acne, so uh, I'm gonna be a dermatologist. And um, I went to Duke University. I did pre-med uh, there, and during like the day I go to school and everything. But then at night, I started reviewing your products on YouTube. Yes. Right. And this was when you would go through the ingredients and be like, this, 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 this. And as I started reviewing the products, I was like, wait, like, why are there so many of these ingredients, uh, artificial colors, fragrance, all that stuff. Now it's very like known, like clean beauty, right? Now it's very known. Um, like, oh, we ideally should don't want like a lot of fragrance in our skincare. But back then it was just <laughs> all the skincare was like very, very um, synthetic. And I was like, wait, why is this in our skincare? And then I realized, oh, it was probably because it makes the product feel better. Um, it gives a really great first impression experience, but it might not actually be good for someone with very sensitive acne prone skin like me. So I started reviewing the products on my YouTube channel. And if you go far back enough, you'll be able to watch all of them. Um, me and my dorm room just reviewing products. And um, I soon realized, oh, wow, like maybe I should cut out these products because back okay. then it was it was let's dry out your skin yep. and add more stuff and dry it out and add more stuff like this nasty cycle of just if you have acne because your skin is just so oily and let's yeah. dry it out no moisturizer yeah, let's just be cruel right yes. like be bad strip it completely strip it, strip it completely and I was like well why not take a little opposite of her approach so um I started doing that saw my skin clear up immensely okay um and I would go to like natural food stores and like Whole Foods and like places like that to like even store some of my own products or like just use some of the products there instead of like the mainstream mm -hmm. products. Um, and then after that, I was, um, the acne subsided significantly, but I was left with a ton of acne scarring. And for me, acne scarring was probably more traumatic mentally than the acne itself really? because when I had the acne it was like everybody like especially like my mom and my parents and they just be like you know the acne will go away just make sure it doesn't leave a scar like that was always the rhetoric like no matter what you do make sure it doesn't leave a scar so don't pick it don't do whatever uh, because scar is permanent right so when I did everything right and I was left with a ton of scarring I just freaked out and I was like is this gonna be me the rest, for the rest of my life right um and that really freaked me out all that stuff and so um you know I really wanted to save up for laser treatments because that's what I thought like would cure all of the acne scars and all of that um consulted with plastic surgeon who actually said that lasers wouldn't do anything for my skin because my skin is a little bit darker and thicker and so it's actually going to make the scarring worse worse yeah um and he recommended microneedling with vitamin c and this is this is so long ago right and i was like there is no way in hell i'm putting that on my face like what are you talking about <laughs> like no way jose and then it does sound know. like a bad combination yeah like, I was but like, yeah yeah. yeah, and when you hear about it, you're like, uh, why did yeah, I do this? Was, this was even before Kim K was doing the vampire facial, so like, right. nobody Very, was like, talking taboo. about this. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I did try it, and then I, you know, just kept making my YouTube videos, and then everybody was like, Daisy, your skin has made a huge 180. Like, 
what are you doing? Where can I get all this stuff? And so I realized it was like just the only things that I was using, right? And I was like, wow, it's really helping me. Maybe it'll help other people. And then that's just how it grew. So Mm -hmm. I never intended to start a skincare line. I never intended to make this a business. It was just me solving my own problem. And then people on YouTube happened to see it and they wanted it. Interesting. Um, But it just kept growing, you know? And I really think we've like, like we solved some of a problem that's needed, mm-hmm. right? Like, how do you get rid of acne scars? Like, <laughs> there's not many options. It's either lasers or, you know, you can use a bandage kit, but like, there's really nothing <laughs> in between, right? Um, At least not like, um, kind of like on an over-the-counter type, go pick up in a store, you know, like, not a medical treatment type option. Like, you know, like, I think topical products can only go so far with acne scarring yeah Yeah, they can help with like you know there's ingredients like as like acid a bunch of amazing ingredients even vitamin c that can help with especially the pigmentation but when it comes to the actual indentation and like the disfiguration to the actual skin itself there's not going to be many topical products that can really resurface the skin like a micro needling treatment can which of course a lot of them out there are really only available in clinic and not to say like they're one you know it takes time to kind of go and get that referral and also go yeah, and get yeah. that treatment done but also they're hella expensive yeah, to do that on a regular so and you know what like what my goal is with banish and the banish kit is i think back to like my 17 year old self in which that pimple would leave that bloody mess and it would scar and Everybody said, you need to wait for your acne to completely heal before you undergo any laser treatment. Yes. That would have taken me 10 years. And it's so important that once the skin is healed, you start treating the scar. Um, Because the sooner you treat it and the more consistent you are, the better the results will Mm -hmm. be. And so it's like, if I had this banisher and this banish kit, I could have at home just done it. You know, I could have just treated it myself. And it would have saved me so many years of suffering, mm-hmm. right? Um, and with the banisher, you know, it's like you just, you just like, you just stamp it on the area, right? And it's yeah. easy. It takes less than a couple minutes. Um, you know, the whole kit is under a hundred dollars, so it's not like you have to buy five sessions of laser and yes. wait for your skin to clear up. And like, when you're 17 years old, you don't have that kind of money and all that stuff. And it's like I really want to help those people and give them a solution where they feel like they're in control of their skin and they can yes. really help the scarring before it, it gets, you know, it's too late, right? Um, I think that's a great point you brought up too is like take having that control back because I think one of, that's one of the hardest things with having skin issues is you feel like you've lost all control and when you're in that position it's really tough on your mental health because you're like nothing I do is working, you know, and, like, I I can't control any of this, and every unsolicited advice that someone gives you, it's, like, you just want to turn to that person and say, listen, I can't control how my skin's doing, right? So having at least something that you're, like, you know what, I have some control over this, and once you find that, it's, like, oh, my gosh, like, it's, like, literally the best feeling in the world when you can find that one thing that can um, allow you to have a bit of that control back, and Another thing I wanted to bring up here with the with the banisher, maybe for some people who don't know, so basically it is a microneedling tool, but it's so different. Um, it's such a simple tool, but it's so different from other like at home microneedling um, tools on the market. So, do you want to speak to that at all? 
and kind yeah, of for sure. how you came um, up with that as well. I'd love yeah, to know. Yeah, so I mean, I was like, in the very, very beginning, I, I was using those rollers. Um, yeah, nothing wrong with those rollers. It's just, if you have acne, it's probably not the best thing to do because you're gonna roll the acne all over your face. It's very hard to control the actual pinpoint of where your scar um, is or where that pimple popped. So this um, is the Banisher 2.0 and it's actually uh, created in the same uh, facility that like all of the professional devices are created, cool. um, which is really cool because um, yeah, I know like the manufacturer, owner and everything. And, you know, I came up to him and was like, I want to create, you know, a device that is safe, that people can use at home, that really mm -hmm. targets what the pimple has like popped and you don't want it to scar like it did on me. I want to, I want to create something that people can use at home that's completely foolproof, that um, is very effective, but it's not going to like damage or cause blood or like be scary. <laughs> um, you know, like really foolproof. And so, um, yeah, I came up with this design based on like, what what do I want? What do I need, right? Got and it. so it's super easy. You just fill it to the phone line, you know, screw this on, it cleans, and then you just stamp where you want to treat it. And then you put on the vitamin C serum and then you're done. Like you get mm. on with your day. No, it's so um, easy. And the downtime so is so easy too. And I think so easy. that's yeah. another thing. Cause I, I have done professional microneedling and, um, it was like it worked great and obviously it's gonna work great because the science is there to back it up but one like I didn't consistently keep up with them due to multiple reasons I think I had my first treatment when I was yeah around 15 years old so I definitely didn't have the money to upkeep it um second of all the downtime like I it was like a few days where I couldn't yeah. even put water on my face and that's a lot yeah. like especially when you're you know like as an adult now I work like a job like yeah I can work remotely when I need to and stuff but for a lot of people like you can't just take like a week off work every time no, you might needle your face yeah it's, it's it's very like not convenient like you can't wash your face you can't like when you shower exercise they actually said you can't wash your hair and I'm like and then they say you can't exercise which for yes. me is like oh my god like my mental health like yeah yeah <laughs> like where like what am I supposed to do um so yeah it's really hard and also I think of like almost microneedling as like like you working out, strength training in the gym, you need to consistently mechanically tear those muscles, you know, to make them yes. back stronger. That's yeah. where you see results. Very similar. You gotta like mechanically, you know, get into that skin mm -hmm. to make those collagen fibers grow back. So it's not like a one-time thing. You have to no. consistently do it. And yeah, I just feel like a lot of people don't have that time to take off all that time, you know, of their schedule and especially when you're younger, like yeah. all that money and, you know, acne scarring is not covered by insurance, which is a whole no. other issue because I think it's a cosmetic thing. Really, <laughs> to me, it's more like a mental, mental health. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and, and I think it also is great for just like upkeep, even if you do get a professional treatment yeah, done, right? Exactly. Like yeah. it's not a direct replacement, but it's a great like alternative or thing that you can use kind of, um, coupled with professional treatments um but I do know like you did have the first banisher which was like your traditional traditional roller so when did you make the change to the stamp and why I mean I know why like it's the stamp is so much better but like what kind of made you decide that in that moment well the roller was just kind of like a testing like okay do people want this and do they want to try this and again this was okay. nobody else was making these rollers like right this was like we were, were the, the first. first yeah yes um and then the stamper was like well i want people to be able to treat targeted areas right 
I want it to be convenient for them to use. And specifically for me, it's whenever that pimple leaves a scar, I want you to treat it as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, if you have, if you stamp this on a banana versus um, a roller, you can actually see that the roller may create tranfrac scarring, mm -hmm. um, which if you think about it, a roller goes and it kind of scoops it yes. versus this just goes straight down. Straight down yeah. And also there's something about pressure. I feel like a lot of people um, either push too hard um, or they're confused about how hard the to roller, push, which, yeah. which I know is like, it's kind of like, um, like it's actually very frequently asked. Like people don't know when you're really pushing hard on the roller, you're going to tear your skin Yes. Apart. I don't want that. This is foolproof. Like you only push so hard, yeah. it's not going to go any further, no, no. right? So, so, I mean, there's just a whole bunch of reasons. But if you look at, um, I don't even like to call them needles because you can't even see it with like, like you can't even take a photo of it. Um, but you, if you if you compare them with any other device on the market, these are the absolute finest yes. uh, needles out there. And it's just because I want it to be foolproof. I want it to be super safe, super foolproof. There's absolutely no way like you're gonna mess up, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, so I create the banisher and also just this uh, cap. You can just bring it with you on the go. I just it's so it easy. easy. Yes, and that's exactly what it is. And kind of bring it back to what you talked about with it being very like spot directed. Like you can really use it in the areas you want to target. And I just posted that uh, TikTok the other day, kind I of doing that. a tutorial of the of how I micro needle. And I do this about once a week. But um, a lot of people in the comments are like, "Do not do this on active pimples." And it's like. Guys, like, if I, you know, I had an active pimple on my nose, I'm obviously not going to just stamp that area, so I'm going to avoid, you know, and that's kind of the difference when it goes to, like, a, um, let's say, professional microneedling treatment, as great as it is, you do have to wait, because I did just see a dermatologist just a few months ago, and I w did want to do a professional microneedling treatment, because I'm like, you know what, let's just get, like, a deep treatment done and then I can keep do my uptake at home but they were like we cannot do this on you until every last one of your pimples is gone and I am very acne prone I get little breakouts all the time you know if I like eat a little too much sugar one day or have a drink on the weekend like I'm gonna break out so I'm like well that's not gonna happen <laughs> like there's never I think gonna be a point where it's like zero zero acne ever for me even like you know even in my mid-30s I'm still like breaking out yeah we're um, just acting prone like it's just yeah. what it is and I, I just want to caution people like who do choose to go down the professional route um number one just be careful yeah make sure that you're you're not having any active breakouts because sometimes you know where you're getting active breakouts but maybe the esthetician doesn't and I've had it where it's like I'll get a few like along my jaw and I'll just like microneedle over it and, just, and you're like uh. <laughs> uh because like sometimes they don't see it but you yeah. know Especially with those underground ones, like, you can't, yeah. Yes, yes. And then also, secondly, like, some, it depends on what they put on afterwards. Like, PRP is totally fine because that's your own, you know, whatever. But, um, I don't know, some, someone was using some kind of serum or face mask, and I was like, no, I, I don't want that on my, you know, you just have to be careful what they use on afterwards. Right. Because if they're using on something that's going to make you break out or you're allergic to or shouldn't be used um, after microneedling, that's going to just give you more acne and could give you an infection, all that stuff. So just be really, really careful on those two points if you do go that professional route. Um, I know for me, because I know exactly like what I'm putting on my face afterwards, you know, I know where I'm breaking out. Like I, I, I feel like, okay, I don't have to worry about that. But if you do do it professionally, just 
make sure you're cognizant of those things and make sure your um, professional, you know, is wearing gloves and uh, make sure they're, you know, I'm like, they have to wear a mask and a face shield. I'm sorry. I'm like, I can't have you breathing on my face when there's like fresh holes. I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm like OCD about this. And then also like if you do the PRP, just make sure that they don't bring that vial somewhere else. Yes. Like make sure that that bot they spin it in the room and you see it. Yes. Um, just in case it gets mixed up, if there's another yeah. treatment going, I mean, it's just- Just yeah. take all the precautions because exactly. it's definitely a invasive face treatment. As you said, they are putting holes into your face. I've had it done. I looked crazy afterwards. It was, uh, you know, and obviously they numb your face and everything. So it's not really like painful or, everyth or anything like that, but it definitely is quite intense face treatment to, to do. And especially if you're not like used to getting face treatments, let's say if you're like, haven't even done like a chemical peel or anything yet like i definitely say maybe try that first you know get yourself acquainted to more of those like medical skin treatments first before you go in with the microneedling but um that's just in my opinion i guess moving on from there i do want to ask you because you said like vanish wasn't really i guess in your game plan at first it just kind of happened so how was that for you becoming a business owner and figuring all that out because i know for me even as a content creator so young when I first got like into the business side of content creating, I was so lost and it was definitely a lot of learning curve. So I want to hear a little bit about that from you. I love that question. Um, running a business is so different from anything else I've done in my life. Like I was very academically driven because I was like, I have to be a dermatologist, which means I have to have like the highest GPA and everything. Yeah. Um, and that's very different than that's just like, memorizing and reading from a book and like doing what you're told whereas business it's like so chaotic like you so don't know what the right answer is yeah. yeah like things happen all the time it's all about risk um but I actually love it like I love being able to have a vision and being like this is a problem that I want to solve for me mm -hmm. and other people and like let's do it but there's no like guidebook on no. how to do it and so a lot of it has to do with just knowing your values, following your intuition, you know, having that vision and staying true to it, um, like really learning how to listen to yourself um, and trust yourself, right? And as the business gets larger, it's less of a skill thing, you know, because I'm not going to know how to do everything, right? But it's more of can you face your biggest weaknesses? Mm -hmm. Like. So it's all about like learning how to level up constantly. And it's not leveling up in skills, it's leveling up like who you are as a person. So right. take, think of your like deep, like biggest weaknesses, that's in the mirror, yes. <laughs> right in front of you. You cannot escape. And that is truly what makes business and business lead, like business leadership so, so difficult. Yes. Because a lot of times, like when you're working for someone else or you're, you know, doing something else, you can hide it. You mm -hmm. can like, hide it <laughs> there's processes and you know you're gonna yeah. you can ask questions and when you get stuck it's like someone is gonna know the answer but when it comes to business it's it's all like a bunch of question marks that you have to figure out and I actually had a conversation the other day and uh, the person I was talking to brought up a really great point about um, failure and how it's so important but more importantly than that is failing fast um, and every failure you have making sure that okay like I failed here but like getting back 
uh, from it quickly because if you don't, if you're slow in that failure, that's when it's really gonna bite yeah. you in the ass. So yeah. um, I think definitely you've probably come across some of that um, owning a business. I'm, I'm sure it's not easy. I'm obviously content creating is very different. I'm kind of stepping my toes now into kind of becoming a business owner also, but it's definitely a really scary world out there. And I, um, I'm a fellow STEM major as well. I'm studying chemical engineering in school, but I'm also studying business as well. And let me tell you what they teach you in school in terms of business is nowhere near what the real life business yep. world looks like. It's so different. Yeah. And I think like for business, it's, it, I think it's what makes it so hard is there's no right answer No, and you can't be too much of one thing or another. It's like, yes, fail fast, but also stay in it long enough so at least you've exhausted all the options but yeah don't stay right. too long yes that, no, like, that's a great point everything right yes. so there, and then it's like you have to be um adaptable to change right you have Very, to that's a great adaptable. point yeah but you can't be too flexible in which you don't get anything done and you're yes just, like, you can't be all over the place <laughs> yeah there's a very fine gray line and that's what makes it so hard because you can't just teach people to be adaptable no. <laughs> but you also can't you know you also need some kind of structure so it's yeah, there's always a fine gray line and it's very hard to like juggle that line. Mm -hmm. So was that like, what was kind of the biggest challenge for you right at the start? Was it kind of like figuring out, okay, like I wanna create these products, like how the heck do I even go by doing that? Was it, um, I guess there was a need for it already because you were getting lots of questions um, regarding it. Was it just because you were doing it alone or did you have like kind of a team set up right from the start? What did that kind of look like? I think the hardest part in the beginning was believing that there would be something coming out from this. Got it. Right? Like I was just this girl with acne on YouTube. So right. I was like, and I remember, you know, uh, I, I come from immigrant parents, so they're very practical, like doctor, yeah. lawyer, president, like that's what, you, <laughs> those are your career options. Yes. And they were just saying like, well, what makes you think you're going to create something that L'Oreal can't create? And I'm like, that's true. I mean, it's true. <laughs> I mean, like, like, you're like, right. Like, they're a billion, billion, billion dollar company. They have the best resources in the world. Like, yeah, you're exactly right. Um, but it was just that leap of faith and believing in myself that I think was really, really difficult. And to be honest, I actually like didn't really believe in myself. It was honestly the viewers on YouTube who believed in me because they were the ones who wanted the product, right? They were like, yeah. oh, I want to use the results. But if they didn't ask for it, I would have been like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that was definitely probably the hardest thing. And then I think you get to the point where you start hiring people and putting them on payroll. And then it's like, it, it's like so weird because you have to register with the state, you give them, you have this number, you have to deduct social security, Medicare, like all these taxes from their paycheck. And it's, it's a big responsibility. Like, you know, this business is going to produce enough income so that you can use it for your families and for your livelihood. And, yeah. and also I mean, paying other people, like, yeah, not just yourself. Yeah, that, that was a scary moment that continues, you know, to be scary at all times. Right. Yes. Um, but honestly, I, I don't try to think about it too much because then I get paralyzed. So <laughs> I'm just like, you know what, like, as long as I'm true to the mission, and as long as um, I just do the best that I can, um, and yeah, just stay true and always think to myself, like, okay, that 13 year old Daisy, like, what did she want? What did she need? Then I will, I know I'm going to go on the right path, right? But yeah, don't be too hard on yourself if you don't know all the answers or 
you know, you don't need to be perfect, mm-hmm. right? Um, you're going to fail. But yeah, I think the big thing for me was like learning not to be too hard on myself. That's a, that's a great point you bring up there because at the end of the day, everyone started from zero, right? And everyone started with no experience. And as I, you know, am entering my adulthood and stuff, I keep realizing that everyone's kind of just faking it till they make it. And everyone just knows a bunch of stuff, but that doesn't mean they know everything, right? So Right. I, I think the big thing is like, before I would compare, like, I would compare my business to other people being like, oh, look what they're doing. And oh, look at, look it, at that. Yeah. It's so easy to do that, yeah. Yeah, but, like, honestly, like, behind the scenes, like, a month later, like, they're filing for bankruptcy. You know, like, it's... it's you, you never, never know. know. Yes. You never know. And, like, don't compare what you're doing to what anyone else is, honestly. Like, yes. you never know. Yeah. And I think that's such a big, like not only thing to remember in life but especially like with social media like I've definitely gotten that headspace of maybe comparing like my looks especially with acne right comparing myself to people with clear skin online or even just like people's lives online because everything we post online is a freaking highlight reel and we're like oh my gosh that person's always happy or on trips or doing this and this and look at them they have the best life and I'm sure people look at like my accounts like that too sometimes but it's like they're still real people behind those photos that have real life experiences that have bad days that are probably going through something as well and I think especially when it comes to our businesses or in your career it's really easy to start comparing yourself um, in terms of like financials or followers or whatever it is right but you just have to remember as you said like you don't always know the full story of someone and just because someone has other successes than you doesn't mean that you're not successful in your own path and in your own journey in your business so that's a that's a great I love that there. very well said yep. oh thank you <laughs> <So mature. Yes. laughs> thank you so is this year 10 going on for for banish yeah you're 10 that's big one crazy. oh I know and it's it's it, you know the first couple of years I started I'm like okay I'm gonna wake up one morning there's gonna be zero orders gonna be over and then I'm going to get a real job <laughs> <laughs> and it just keeps go going all that stuff. Um, no, it's, you know, it's, it's been amazing. And, um, you know, I, I attribute it to a lot of, I mean, I think it, a lot of it is just staying relevant and like just being able to be flexible, right? With the landscape mm-hmm. and things change. I mean, we were, we were so like in the beginning, it was just me making videos on YouTube, you know, and that was enough. And then, you know, going on IG, right. And that was like, like doing well in the acting positivity community now it's moving on tiktok right and it's just mm-hmm. things are constantly changing all the time constantly so just, yeah yeah so just being able to be adaptable right and i think you as a content creator i think being a content creator actually is probably the best thing that you can do to practice like business because as a content creator you constantly have to reinvent yourself like yes. you constantly have to be relevant right you're always fighting for that space like you're always on a fighting platform. you always have to yeah reinvent yourself because otherwise you know you can never stay comfortable because like exactly. you get comfortable for one day and people don't give a fuck about you exactly. there so. exactly so that's exactly the same in business so um yeah i think even doing youtube just on my own for a little bit taught me a lot well, that's awesome. And I think even maybe dealing, I mean, I'm taking a guess here, but maybe even dealing with like criticism um, too, because I'm sure, I mean, the internet's a beautiful yeah. place in terms of like hate yeah. comments and stuff. It's funny because hate comments don't really bug me. And maybe it's because I was bullied from acting yes. so much. Like, I'm just like immune. Like, I just, 
I'm the same way. Like, I had someone ask me the other day, they're like, okay, how do you deal with the hate comments, like, being, like, a content creator? I'm like, I don't even, like, Like, care. I'll I'll laugh at them every once in a while, you know, (laughs) make, like, a funny video out of it, make some good content, get some inspiration. But other than that, like, they are so surface level to me. I never let them, like, get skin deep because, like, it's just people behind the keyboard. But I know it's so much easier said than done, right? Because... Um, but I think with us, like, because we grew up with that, now we're, like, immune to any type of hate that could even... Yeah, it, you know, off. honestly, like, whenever I get hate, I'm like, oh my god, you're, like, giving me engagement. Like, it's helping yes. the algorithm. Like, I love it. Keep yeah. it coming. It's know? fan behavior. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't need to pay for ads. Like, keep yeah. it coming. <laughs> keep it know? coming, so, yeah. yeah. No, that's so true. Um, I did want to ask, though, because I remember you made a video a while back, and... I was really curious about it. You mentioned something about, obviously, like, the skincare space, especially in the last few years, has become very saturated. Like, everyone is coming out with wine, especially celebrities. Would you, like, now that, like, Banish is 10 years old, let's say, like, you know, you didn't have Banish, would you start a skincare line in today's day and age? It would have to treat something that is not, like, already addressed or, you know, it can't just be, like, another serum or yeah it can't just be whatever like there has to be something about it like i don't want to say an edge but like there it's like something that makes it what it is right yeah and i think if you think of any brand there's always that like staple unique pillar product that they're known for um so yeah you need to do that i feel like the brands that fail are the ones that just try to do whatever else is doing everything yeah and they have or they keep it too broad in a way yeah and it's just like okay how is this different from anything else um so if i didn't have banish i probably wouldn't do it because i don't know what other issue i would have Mm. um well i think it also like goes to show that like um when your business is so like close to you you know for you like you started banished because it was solving an issue that you personally experienced i think it's so much harder to really keep a business alive if you can't relate to it and i actually um was having a conversation with my boyfriend earlier about like starting business and stuff and we were talking about how passion and being like almost obsessed with your own business is like so important because if you aren't like so involved in it you know and you don't have such a passion for it it's not gonna last very long because it's probably because you're in it for the wrong reasons maybe and i think it's the same with content creating and especially now like i see so many creators up and coming and you know just coming in and leaving because they're just in it because they want like the pr or the brand trips or whatever it is but they don't actually have a passion to create an actual community um or have like a deeper message than just like skincare beauty and i mean i love skincare makeup but like you have to have something deeper than that that you're like, yeah. selling yourself with. Yeah, I mean, I, I see a lot of stuff on TikTok, like, start your own business, like, yes. you have a boss, you can travel the world, all this stuff, and I'm like, hey, girl hey, boss, hey. be your own boss, <laughs> work from your phone. <laughs> no, it's not like that, because no. literally every single minute of your waking day is going to be preoccupied. Yeah. Like, you don't ever get the clock. Like, I'm not clocked out for 10 years. No. <laughs> Yeah, she's been working 10 days, 10 years straight, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, like, I'm not, like, even if I'm on vacation, there's always something that happens. Something, that yeah, like, fires you're trying to put I, out. I was literally in the middle of a boat in, like, Italy, it's so random, <laughs> in Italy, <laughs> to send a payment, 
and I was like, oh my god, who has a hotspot? Like, I was literally on a boat. Oh my gosh. Sending, wiring a payment. Um, yeah, so. Oh my gosh. So what does, like, a typical, like, let's say day in your life or week in your life kind of look like? And I know, like, you have a family too, so, like, what does that A lot of it is, like, like, just thinking, you know? So I think the biggest thing about, like, once you get to a stage where your business, like, you have employees and you have people, like, running things, a lot of it is just, like, in your head, like, just thinking of stuff. Okay. Um, so it's not necessarily, like, you're in the computer grinding, although, like, sometimes you will be, but it's more, like, making connections from things. Yes. Um, a lot of Zoom calls, too, and when you have a Zoom call, then it, like, you'll think about it, and you'll think about other stuff. Um, I think also a lot of it's managing people, mm-hmm. which is probably one of the most difficult skills. Um, a lot of, I mean, ask anybody, it's very different from anything else you'll do, but I think having a natural curiosity in people and wanting them to be their best and wanting them to shine really helps um, manage and motivating them, but yeah, it's a very, very difficult thing to Mm -hmm. work with a lot of human beings. It is. No, for sure. I work right now in the project management space, and it's, uh, it, it's definitely opened my eyes a lot because I'm a very like doer type person. I mean, doing content creating, like I'm self-employed. It's kind of like, I mean, I have my brother that helps me out with stuff, but other than that, like it's kind of a one man show. I wear every hat. And if I want to get something done, I'm the one who has to go out and do it. But when you work like, and you're managing like a team or working in that environment, you are relying on other people. And sometimes in order to do like the work you want to do, you have to wait on other people too. So that yeah. can definitely become tough and knowing how to manage people and kind of um, do that well and you know be like an enjoyable like manager or whatever but also make sure that things are getting done can be a tough balance yeah right it's, sure. it's a, again it's a fine line thing it's like yeah you want to be empathetic and nice and friendly and all that but at the same time like shit needs to get done right yeah not too but easy can, going but yeah. yeah so again it's that very fine that line. line yeah so yeah. how big is your team now so we have about 13, 13 oh, wow. people. Yeah, but we have, I mean, a ton of warriors and content creators. Yes. Right that a lot of supporters and people yeah. that love the yeah. brand. But that's crazy, 13 employees. Wow. Isn't that... I, I feel like you, like, when you were in school and stuff, would be, like, just shook by... by now that you have, like, 13 people employed, like, with Spanish. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, I guess I never really sat down and, like, thought about... <laughs> how I would think about that yeah it's just, just kind of like oh, okay we need to bring someone on for this or right. you know and you just, just find the need out. for it. yeah, yeah as you and keep then going. you don't really reflect and you know I honestly like I have the best like we have the best team ever um I would say most of us have struggled with acne so I think it makes it uh, a lot more relatable mm-hmm. and you know you know we, we have the best people like and you know I've had like for example Katie has been with me almost eight nine years oh wow um we have people who've been here for five, six, seven years. Since the so, start, yeah. Yeah, that's been amazing to like go on this journey with them. Yeah, and I'm sure the growth too with the brand. That's that's a really great thing to have. Just that tight knit uh, group of people that you can obviously trust with your business and exactly. kind of see your goals too. And because they've been with you for so long, like I'm sure you kind of see your vision a bit more. And um, kind of speaking of that, like, what's your kind of goals with Banish in the next like few years or like in the even in the like acne and um, acne scar kind of industry or the skin positivity space also like 
where do you want Banish to kind of go from there? Yeah, I think the main overarching goal is to have Banish be known for the acne scar treatment. Um, so just like Proactive was known for everyone to treat acne, what do you do when you have an acne scar? You have the banish skin, yeah. right? I still feel like there's a ton of room and opportunity for people to know about. I feel like a lot of people still don't know about it. No, yeah. Um, you know, acne scarring is a huge issue. Um, you know, think about how many people have acne. Think about how many of those have scars, right? There's no other product or brand that is solving it. So I really want to make this accessible to masses and, you know, have people take back control of their skin and their scarring and being able to treat it as soon as possible. Um, and then, you know, going through maybe iterations of the banisher, you know, maybe an updated version, all of that. But to me, it's like really solving that problem of treating acne scars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of becoming, I don't know if you saw, um, you know, like Heinz ketchup, mm-hmm. you know, when they did... Um, they did this, like, ad at one point where they got, like, a bunch of people, like, hundreds of people to draw a ketchup bottle, and basically the overarching thing was that everyone drew a Heinz ketchup bottle, so it's, like, when you think of ketchup, you think of Heinz, so for you, it's, like, when people think of acne scars, you want them, acne scars banish and kind of have that, like, back and forth association, yeah. Yeah. But I think even more so that I think I want people to take control of their confidence and not feel like acne is going to limit them in any way and just feel confident with the way they look regardless of their skin condition I think that's first and foremost so um I always say like if your skin improves amazing right with banished products but more importantly I want you to feel confident you know I want you to feel empowered um because I think about that time where I just lost you know 15 years of my life because I was hiding thinking I was gross like, I don't want anyone to go through that. That's the you know, worst like, feeling. Yeah, think about, like, all the stuff I could have done. You know, I want everyone mm-hmm. else to, like, live their lives, regardless of their skin condition. Of their skin, yeah. Yeah, normalizing acne, all this. Um, so, yeah, moreover, it's just like, hey, got acne, got acne scar, that's normal. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, you can do stuff to kind of help it, but it's not, like, it shouldn't take over your life in the way that it exactly. might be so far. And one thing that I really love about the Bash accounts, too, is, like, when I look at them, it's not just, like, a brand that has products. I also see those, like, posts, like, the... It really feels like a community, which is honestly one of the best parts about it. And I think, um, I don't know, us that have struggled with acne, I think, have a very different perspective on life. Um, recently, I got, a, I got a comment on my YouTube, and the person had said, like, oh my gosh, if I had, like, skin like yours, I'd be so embarrassed, I'd never leave the house, whatever. So... I commented back, and I, again, I don't usually respond to hate comments or anything like that, but I commented back with a more educational standpoint of, like, hey, like, you know, acne is really hard to deal with, but I would rather choose to live my life and be happy while treating my acne, and once I get there, I'll get there, if I get there, whatever it is, right? But there's no reason that I should live in a dark hole until, like, my skin clears up, if it ever does. And immediately they respond, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, like, I didn't mean to, like, offend you, and I'm like, I'm not offended, I'm just, like, letting you know, because for me, that doesn't bother me, but just in the case, like, maybe if you say that to someone else that hasn't kind of 
come to that you know point where they can love their skin a bit more it can be really hard to hear like i've gotten comments before from someone saying like oh my gosh i'd rather die than have skin like yours and just things like that which are a little extreme and just dumb to say in my opinion but again those things don't bother me but i think someone else who's maybe just starting their journey or just starting to have acne and kind of really going through a hard time those can be really hard things to hear so i think spreading those messages as well is really important um to make sure that we're kind of stopping that bullying when it comes to to acne as well and i just also want to say like i feel like why why is acne a negative thing i mean why why is it a negative thing it's because skincare brands keep constantly pushing it's a problem yeah Yeah. yep exactly like you're viewed as a problem why is your skin a bad thing like like where does it say it's bad like you know like who made that it's honestly like you know in this industry in this beauty industry it's like you're either perfect or that like you're yeah it, it, everything has to be flawless, smooth, blah, 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 yeah. right you're banned and, from like society if you right. have pores <laughs> yeah exactly right and it's like trying to give trying to force down people's throat like you have to be completely perfect for you to be acceptable but no like i really want to change that narrative um through banish like you could just be who you are. That's like mm-hmm. totally okay. So that's why like all of the photos of people, like from the get-go, I've never done like a professional photo shoot with like models, like casting and like editing their skin. Never. Because it's it, like it's a facade, that. it's curated yeah. and it's, it's curated and I just want to showcase real people, right? Yeah. And that's always been the mission of Vanish. And so yeah, the overarching goal is just to make, you know, yeah, normal right <laughs> yeah no i love that and i definitely see kind of the themes of like maybe that these pull in like from you originally being like a content creator and creating on youtube but i definitely when i look at bench social medias they definitely feel very like vlog blog style type things of just like here's what we are like we're just you know and like featuring a bunch of different faces and so much diversity and stuff like that which is something i really like because um a lot of like skincare brands you go on their website or their instagram pages and it feels very heavily branded it's just like here's their products but i think you guys do a great job at having kind of that um background uh message there too i do want to ask though like what has been i guess the biggest struggle as like a business owner for you um well i i'll be honest i'll think like recently um you know, there was some false information on the internet that microneedling at home was bad and going to give you an infection. <laughs> so I made this TikTok. It's like microneedling will unalive your whole family. Just like right, <laughs> I've never seen this. <laughs> yeah, um, someone who's very influential in the skincare community said you should never do it at home um, because there was a, a published study in which people did get infections from microneedling, but that was done at uh, a spa, first and foremost. And secondly, it was because of the serum they used afterwards caused the infection, not necessarily the actual microneedling. Whatever, right? Like, right. it wasn't anything relating to doing it at home. Well, and it comes um, with user error, too. Like, if, you, yeah. if you're using like, a roller and doing this, yeah. like, obviously, like, yeah. you're going to risk it, infection. It's like, it's like when you're cooking. Like, of course you could bring your house down. Yes. But like, there's always risks know, involved. Yeah. Always risks, right? Um, but I feel like with this cancel culture, it wasn't even cancel culture. 
but it was just like people just take one headline and then they're like oh run with it yeah and then they were just like accusing me of being like you're 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 creating like dangerous you're being dangerous danger to society you're dangerous oh my society. gosh daisy you're and, gonna end the world with spanish like little things like yeah um and that was really you know at first i thought I, like i i didn't really make the connection but later i was like oh my gosh like people actually believe in this fake news like and then i was like what, what am i supposed to do right and i think as a small business it's hard to get your voice out there when people when so many people already think that you're like canceled you know yes um so that was very very like it was hard because it was like it was like you have such good intentions you know, it was never my intention to make anything dangerous, mm-hmm. um, all this stuff. But it's like, how do I get it out there? Like, mm-hmm. I like I just feel like I can't get out there. But thank goodness that TikTok went viral because I think it started changing people's opinions, all this stuff. But um, yeah, that was kind of a hard like lesson to learn. Um, but I always get reminded that like whenever you do something that's a little bit different, people are not going to like it. You know. Nope. Um, and, you know, for example, I just saw the movie Elvis. I don't know if you've seen it. But, I haven't seen um, it yet, but I really I, want to. You know, but, you know, when, like, Elvis started performing, everyone's like, oh, my God, he's a danger to society. Like, his moves are too provocative. Like, what is he instilling in our Like, everyone was, like, trying to, you know, cancel him and cancel his tour and shows. And they're like, you shouldn't be dancing. Mm-hmm. Like, all this time. And it's like, yeah, well, of course, when you're doing something a little bit different, there's always people who aren't going to like it, right? Yeah. Um, so I think it's just being able to, like, work through that for sure and you might bring up a fantastic point there because i think people are really uncomfortable with when they see something different or something out of the ordinary um because we as humans we get we're really comfortable with comfort and the feeling of like stability and no change and i think even for myself posting about like my acne and that even itself i feel like sometimes makes a lot of people uncomfortable especially people with clear skin it's honestly like most of my hate comments or like the comments that are like oh my gosh why would you like post this are from people with clear skin because they just can't wrap their heads around like how someone can be happy when their skin like isn't clear um Mm -hmm. and even some creators i've met too like i feel like i do make them maybe a little uncomfortable because they're like how are you able to just post this content you know and like I don't like if you look at my Instagram it's very like not aesthetic at all like I wish I was maybe more aesthetic but I just can't like I'm not gonna fake that like I can't that's not who I am right I just post whatever what I want you know um, obviously I'm there to like help people and inspire them but at the end of the day like I'll just post what I want and um, I'm not afraid to like you know post a makeup free selfie and stuff like that obviously that's the bulk of what my content's about but I do find it really interesting how uncomfortable me just being, like, living my life with my acne can make other people so uncomfortable. It's it's kind of crazy to me. I know. I, and I think it's, yeah, I think just, like, you know, sometimes when you're confident and you're authentic in who you are, it just, yeah, it makes people uncomfortable, right? Yeah. But you just gotta... That's not your problem. Keep her, that, yeah. That, more about them than it yes, does about you. Exactly. And that's something I've had to learn is like, you know, when people start hating on something, what does it say about that, right? There's something obviously that's triggering, mm-hmm. right? All this stuff. So, um, yeah, I think it's just it's so important to like be who you are, be authentic. And I think there is this, that moment when like people are just like telling me, 
I'm trying to uh, <laughs> be dangerous or something, I was like, well, maybe I should stop. Like, maybe, like, I should stop this selling yeah. this device. Like, if people think I'm, like, a dangerous person and causing danger to society, maybe, like, you know, I had those You start to think those thoughts think that are... Maybe they're, they're right. Yeah. But then I always think about, like, like, think about that person who really needs it and how it's changed their life and who will benefit from it. Like, yeah. you can't think that way, you no. know? You have to really think about, like, how many people you're helping. Yeah, and all the, like, you know, success stories that Banish has had and, like, all the customers you serve and that need you do serve, like, imagine how probably upset at you they would be if you say, like, no, I'm taking that one thing that helps you with your acne scars, I'm, I'm taking that back. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that would definitely yeah. cause some chaos either way, but um, I think that just goes to show that you are, you do have a product that's different when it causes this much, like, disruption on like in the media you know because if it were just any other ordinary serum or whatever people wouldn't really care right because it would be different yeah exactly yeah um i did want to ask you as we kind of wrap this up here something that i ask everyone that comes on the podcast um and you might have heard in some of my videos as well i'm gonna ask you two questions first one being what is something that you love about your skin today or lately um yeah just anything um something i love about my skin i mean i feel like today is like a pretty good skin day um love about my skin i love how it has been protecting me for 34 years and allowing me to do everything that i do um and it doesn't need to be perfect but it it does so much for me you know yes. and we're just so cruel to it because yes we compare it to something that's Yes. I love that answer. And I guess going back to showing people another question that I like to ask just to kind of reinstill to people that not everything is always like super positive. Are there ever times where you do get down about your skin even now? And in those situations, what do you kind of do to bring yourself back up to a positive space? That's, I love that. So um, even though I have a skincare line, right? And I sometimes do like presentations or like, you know, I have to make a video mm -hmm. and I'll look at the video and I'm like, oh, like I'll, I'll see the scars, I'll see the pimples, I'll see the acne. And I'm like, am I really a skincare founder? It's like, my skin doesn't look perfect. And then, you know, I have those like negative thoughts. I even had a YouTube video of like how to, how to use the vanish kit. And someone commented like, her scars are still there. Like it doesn't work. You know, it's just it, these, these comments where it's like, um, like so hard on myself. Like, yes, you start to feel a bit like of that imposter syndrome. Like, imposter wait, syndrome. Shit. yes, yes. Um, but what do I tell myself? I tell myself that people are not here to judge me on my skin. They're here to feel better about themselves. Mm -hmm. Like that's my mission, right? It's not about me. It's about other people. Yes. So I think if you always like, if whenever you're like feeling down about yourself, take the focus off you and towards other people. Focus on helping them. You're gonna be so distracted with helping other people, you just like forget. About I love look. that response. Like, yeah. I've never, never heard that. Never thought about that. Like taking the focus off yourself and putting it onto okay. others, because so many of your problems will like instantly just like vanish when you stop focusing so much on like yourself and also the like projections people put on you as well. So I love that answer. Yeah, that's a great one. Um, and I guess just to 
wrap it up here. Um, anything new and exciting coming from Banish that you kind of want to talk about or can talk about? I'm not sure. Uh, well, we have a new product coming out very, very soon, and I'm very excited because it's not unlike anything we've done before. Oh my gosh, I'm excited. And, and then I'm, so you should see, like, it's funny because when I make TikToks, like, some of this will show up, but, like, literally my whole counter is just filled with, like, random, um, how are they labeled? Like, just, like, like, uh, product samples, right? And yes. then a really ugly container just like sprawled everywhere. Yeah. I constantly am trying uh, different formulations and things, but I think to nail down uh, one, we just had to finalize the packaging of it. Awesome. But that hopefully is going to be coming for Yeah. So. So exciting. Well, I can't wait to hear about that in the future as well but um yeah so exciting for anyone listening um you can find banish at banish acne scars on um mostly everything and yeah go check out their their kit i've been loving it for a really long time go check out daisy's story i think you still have that on the the website there if you want to read more about that but thank you so much daisy for coming on to loud talk it was so great having you on here and you know, talking a bit of business, talking a bit of um, scoring as well. Very insightful question. Thank Love you. <laughs> I'm trying to learn how to do this whole podcast thing. It's yeah. definitely a, you know, a, a bit of a learning curve. But I mean, hey, I love to talk and I love making connections with people. So I feel like this is a great way to do it. So, yeah, I really appreciate your time here. Um, but yeah, that's really it for this episode. Go ahead and follow Banish as well as Daisy on socials. I'll have um, all the links in the description of this YouTube video. Or if you're listening on um, any of your podcast streaming services like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, go check out the YouTube version because we do record video as well. Um, yeah, that is it for this episode. Don't forget to stay loud, stay confident, and just be you in this crazy world. Thank you again to Daisy for being on the pod, and I'll see you in the next episode of Loud Talk. Bye, everyone.